Welcome to Word Alive. We're so thankful that you join us today. We're thankful for you, and we thank you for being a blessing to our ministry. We believe that the Word of God will be a blessing to you today. We have been discussing the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and we want to continue on that today. Last week, we discussed the gift of prophecy. Today, I want to conclude on the utterance gifts, which are prophecy, tongues, and interpretation of tongues. Let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and we'll start in verse 4. There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it's the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For the one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues, but one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. Now we had discussed the utterance gifts. We started last week with uh, the gift of prophecy. Today I'd like to conclude on the uh, utterance gifts by uh, looking into tongues and interpretation of tongues. Now last week we uh, discussed that prophecy and tongues and interpretation of tongues are closely related. And that tongues and the interpretation of tongues is equal to prophecy. Now we'll go a little bit deeper into tongues and interpretation of tongues today so that we can get a little bit more light on this subject. And it's one of the gifts that uh, is most used in the church. There's a lot of tongues and interpretation. I know personally uh, I have been used in this area a lot. And there are different reasons why God uses people in uh, tongues and interpretation of tongues instead of prophecy. Now Paul said, he, uh, he said, I uh, ask that you would... Uh, covet the gifts of the Spirit. Plus, he said to covet the gifts of the Spirit, but uh, especially that you prophesy. Well, if you uh, operate in the gift of tongues and interpretation of tongues, is equal to prophecy. And prophecy is for edification, exhortation, and comfort. Tongues and interpretation of tongues is for edification, exhortation, and for comfort. It's just a different operation of the gift of the Spirit as the Holy Spirit wills. Now, uh, let's look at the latter part of verse 10. To another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. Now, different kinds of tongues are going to be uh, tongues that the Holy Spirit moves upon you to speak out and then he will have someone to interpret. If there's no interpreter and no interpreter present, then uh, he said to not give out the tongue. But uh, this is the case in our ministry. If I give out a tongue, I'm also an interpreter of tongues, so I can interpret what is being said in tongues. And I will give that out if the Holy Spirit 
uh, leads me to do that. And the way this happens, sometimes the Holy Ghost, when this is always the case, I should say, always the case that he will give you something on the inside of you. It may just be a couple words, but you'll know those two words and you step out in faith. And as you step out in faith, you give out those two words, whatever they are, and you won't understand exactly what they are, but you just step out and give them and it'll be the same in prophecy. Sometimes if you give, if you give out a prophecy, it's going to be in English. If you speak English or whatever native language that you have, but you will step out and have a couple of words. And by faith, you know that when you step out and speak those two words out, that the Holy Spirit is going to give you the rest of what you need to say. Well, when you give out a tongue, it will be a, a something on the inside of you in your spirit. You'll know you're supposed to start giving that out. It will be an unction from the Holy One, the Holy Ghost. And you start giving that out, and then he gives you more. Now, uh, we have to understand this, that tongues is a supernatural utterance by the Holy Spirit. In languages never learned by the speaker, not understood by the mind of the speaker, nor necessarily understood by the hearer. Now, it could be a tongue. Now, I've heard this happen a lot of times. That there could be something that you haven't, uh, you don't know that language, but you step out and start speaking in that language, and then someone will say, well, I didn't know you spoke in my native language. And you may say, well, I didn't, I don't know that language, but the Holy Ghost gave it to me. And it could be a supernatural sign to that person to give them direction, it could give them edification, lecture, exhort them or comfort them. But it will always be to uplift them and show them the direction that they need to go. It can be in that or it can be a confirmation of what God's told them. Many different areas that God can use to help other people out. And we have to understand that uh, the gift of tongues and interpretation of tongues is different from our prayer language. Now, when you get filled with the Holy Ghost, then you receive a prayer language. But speaking in tongues has nothing to do with uh, our linguistic ability. It has nothing to do with the mind or the intellect of man. It's a vocal miracle inspired by the Holy Spirit to use as the speaker as he wills. He uses the speaker to use as he wills to speak out a tongue in a supernatural ability. And it's nothing that comes from you. It's all by the Holy Ghost. Now we have to understand that the gifts of the Spirit are by the Holy Spirit as he wills. And he uses man to manifest himself through him. Now, tongues is the most prominent of the utterance gifts, and, but tongues is also a supernatural sign. Now, tongues and interpretation of tongues is just as much a supernatural sign as if you uh, see a miracle, because tongues is a, it's a miraculous speaking forth by the Holy Ghost. It's not a natural thing to happen. It's something that He inspires you to do. Amen. The Holy Ghost uses you to help mankind, to help others. Uh, let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 14, and we'll start in verse 13. 
Let him who speaks in a tongue pray that he may interpret. Now, uh, when you interpret that tongue, it's going to be uh, for the edification of the church. You'll speak something out in a supernatural tongue, and it will be something that will help the church, that will help the people present. And uh, Jesus said, where two or more are present in my name, there I am in the midst of them. So if, he, if you're uh, gathered together with two or three people, and you may have a prayer meeting or whatever, and, it might, and you may have a tongue and interpretation for somebody, but it would be to help them. Amen? Verse 22. Therefore, tongues is for a sign, not to those who believe, but to unbelievers. Now, tongues is not for those who believe, but to unbelievers. Now, you can have people present in your meeting, in the church service, and they're not believers. But when you give out a tongue and if somebody else interprets what you said, they say, this has to be God. This is God. I mean, it has to be. And then you are giving something out that no one would know. A lot of times it'll be something that no one would know but them. And it will help them to understand that God is real that God loves them, that God wants to help them, and that God wants them to be born again or filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, this is one area I want to touch on today that will help a lot of people. There are a lot of uh, denominations and different uh, sects of the church or different areas of the church that don't believe that the gifts of the Spirit are for today. But I'm here to tell you that they are. And I believe that the reason that a lot of people don't believe that the gifts of the Spirit are for today is because they don't believe in being filled with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. Tongues is the evidence that you are filled with the Holy Ghost. And to be used in any of the gifts of the Spirit, I don't care what it is, you have to be filled with the Holy Spirit, and the evidence of that being filled with the Holy Spirit is speaking in other tongues. Now, on the day of Pentecost, there were 120 people in the upper room, and the Holy Ghost came in as a rushing mighty wind, and he set upon each and every one of them as closing, clubbing tongues of fire. And each and every person in that room spoke in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. The same today. The Holy Ghost hasn't changed. He still fills us with the Holy Spirit. He fills him with himself. He fills you with the fire of God. You speak. And the evidence that you are filled is speaking in other tongues. And then when you are filled with the Holy Ghost, this is a different experience from being born again. Now, I was born again on May 6, 1990. I got filled with the Holy Spirit in September of 1990, which was a few months later. And, you know, it changed my life. It changed my life when I got born again, but it changed it even more to a greater degree when I got filled with the Holy Ghost because uh, I spoke in other tongues but he also endued me with power from on high, as it says in Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. You shall be endued with power from on high. And then God called me into the ministry that day. And he equipped me for the ministry that day. And he called me to be who I am. But he equipped me by, being, by filling me with the Holy Ghost. By filling me with the Holy Ghost, I was equipped to do 
the work that God wanted me to do, but he also endued me with the power to operate in the gifts of the Spirit. Now, uh, tongues is that sign. Now, if you're not filled with the Holy Ghost, you're not going to be able to use in tongues an interpretation of tongues. Because when you're filled with the Holy Ghost and then that tongue and interpretation of tongues, he uses you in that gift. And it's just as much a gift uh, when you're used in the gift of tongues and interpretation of tongues as it would be if you operated in the gifts of healings or prophecy or working in miracles or the word of knowledge, or the word of wisdom, or any other of the gifts of the Spirit. It's a supernatural gift by the Holy Ghost. Now this is one thing that happened in the church of Corinth. If we'll look in verse 23. Well, let's go back to verse 22, and we'll read that again. Therefore tongues is for a sign, not to those who believe, but to unbelievers. But prophesying is not for unbelievers but for those who believe now see if you uh if you're a believer and you come into the church and somebody gives out a prophecy it's different than tongues and interpretation of tongues and interpretation or for those that are non-believers amen it's for a sign and it's a very important gift of the holy ghost verse 23 therefore if the whole church comes together in one place and all speak with tongues and there come in those who are uninformed or unbelievers, will they not say that you're out of your mind? They'll say, these people are crazy. That's what they'll say. But if I'll prophesy and an unbeliever, an uninformed person comes in, he is convinced of all, he is convicted by all, and thus the secrets of his heart are revealed. And so falling down on his face, he will worship God and report that God is truly among you. Now, this can happen and be it could be a prophecy, but tongues and interpretation are equal to prophecy for unbelievers so that when they do come into the church, they can see the supernatural uh, working of God as the Holy Ghost wills through tongues and interpretation and will be the same as, as this in verse 25, and thus the secrets of his heart are revealed. This is equal to tongues and interpretation for non-believers. But if a bunch of people just get up and start speaking in tongues, they go, we don't understand this because it didn't give me any edification. But see, the tongues and interpretation are for edification. And they are for exhortation and they are for comfort. And when you edify somebody, what it is, if uh, they say they know the secrets of my heart, you say, okay, you're edifying them that God knows all about them but he also wants to help them. Amen. Verse 26. It says, How is it then, brethren, whenever you come together, each of you has a psalm, has a teaching, has a tongue, has a revelation, has an interpretation. Let all things be done for edification. Now he's saying that each and that a lot of these people are just getting up to make themselves look big. And they're operating in all these different things and saying, Look at me, I'm operating in the gifts of the Spirit, and look how big I am. And it's nothing but the flesh. But he's saying here, as he said earlier, if everybody gets up and speaks in tongues, or if everybody has something to say, he says, uh, don't do it for your own glory, but let things be done for edification. Verse 27, if anyone speaks in a tongue, 
let there be two or at the most three, each in turn, and let one interpret. He says, if somebody has a tongue, let it be interpreted. Then the next person gives out a tongue, and it's interpreted. Then the next person gives out a tongue, and it's interpreted. But he said, let there be two or three that operate in these gifts, and not everybody in the church. Amen? And this is what Paul is doing. He says, we're supposed to operate in these gifts, but let everything be done decently and in order. Verse 28, but if there is no interpreter, let him keep silent in the church. Be silent, he said, and let him speak to himself and to God. Let two or three prophets speak and let the others judge. But if anything is revealed to another who sits by, let the first keep silent. For you can all prophesy one by one that all may learn and all may be encouraged. And the spirits of the prophets are subject to the prophets. For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all the churches of the saints. Now he's saying God's not a God of confusion. And if you everybody gets up and gives out a bunch of stuff and it's not from God, then... It just causes confusion instead of edification. He said, let everything be done for edification. Make sure it's God. He said, don't uh, just forsake uh, the gift of tongues and interpretation of tongues, but do everything decently and in order. Now, I know in my home church, I know some people have said, well, I felt like I was supposed to give that out, but I didn't. And I'm going, well, you should have given it out. But there's a difference if God moves on you to give it out and you just get up and start giving one out every time the church doors are open just because you want to give something out. Make sure it's the Holy Ghost. And make sure that you're doing it to edify somebody else and that you're going to help someone do everything for edification and not to make yourself look big. Now, I know I've been in different churches and I have been there and uh people and they say every time these people come to church they give out a time boy they can read your clock and i'm going well my clock doesn't need to be read if god wants to read my clock he can read it in private just as much as he can any other time but you know whenever he gives you something it's going to be to help you out amen now we have to understand this that we need to be operating in the gifts of the Spirit in the church, but don't quench the Holy Ghost. Now, this is what I've had a lot of people say, well, I thought I was supposed to do that, but I didn't do it. And then the Holy Ghost would move on me, and I'd get up and do it, but I knew somebody else was supposed to, but they wouldn't do it. But he'd say, okay, you you do it, Ricky, because I know that they're they're kind of bashful or they're backward or they're afraid to do it, but... I would get up and give out that thing. They say, you know, that was something I thought I was supposed to give out, but I wouldn't do it. And it lined right up in, with the Word of God and what God had on my heart to say. And this is one thing that you'll have to understand, too, and keep this in mind, that when God does anything, He does it in line with the Word of God. He always operates according to the Word because God's not going to operate and anything that doesn't line up with what he says, because he is the God that is more than enough. He knows the beginning from the end, and he knows each and everything that each and every person needs. And some of the best meetings I've ever been in were when I know this one guy was a prophet, but he would get up and uh, he'd just give you a scripture. 
And the Holy Ghost would have that scripture upon my heart. And I'd know that word of God. He'd put it on my heart. And I'd be asking, looking for direction. But he would give me that direction by the Holy Ghost. So that uh, it would give me edification, exhortation, and comfort. But that word would give me direction. And it would give me the victory. And it would help me in every area. Amen. So let's make sure that we don't do things that cause confusion. Don't quench the Holy Ghost and do what he tells you to do. But make sure that we do it for edification to help somebody else out. That's why the gifts of the Spirit were created by the Holy Ghost or by God or by Jesus. They are created to reveal the plan of God to you to help you to keep you in line in a lot of areas. And it will help you through edification, exhortation, and comfort. This is what they're for. Now, a lot of people say, well, I don't know why you have to give out that tanks because the Holy Ghost wants to do that. Don't question him. Don't question why the Holy Ghost does stuff. You just obey him and walk in it, and then what will happen is the anointing will increase. Your life will increase. Everything about you will increase. There will be nothing but increase when he does anything for you. It's for to, to increase you in some area. Amen. Now let's look at uh, verse 39 of 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Therefore, brethren, desire earnestly to prophesy and do not forbid to speak with tongues. Let all things be done decently and in order. We must step out in faith and yield to the Holy Spirit to operate in the gifts. As we start in faith, he will give us what is to be said or done. And we have to understand that, that he wants to use you. And whenever you do it, it's to help other people. And it is to help you in your ministry, to help you to understand that it's to uh, bring a, a greater anointing into the church for that meeting. Now, I've been in some church meetings and, there, and the anointing was uh, strong. But, you know, after the gifts of the Spirit were in operation and the Holy Ghost gave direction on the area or a direction on which way he wanted to go in that meeting, that the anointing increased and everything, when he took over the meetings and he got in charge of it and everything was so great and we leave out of there with a greater anointing upon us and a fresh anointing filled with the Holy Ghost direction. Our life is, is changed because of what he has done for us. And this is why the gifts of the Spirit are in operation. But you know, we don't see them in operation as much as they should be. I know that a lot of churches I've been in, and a lot of times the gifts of the Spirit are not in operation as they should be. And we need to get into this area and let them be more prominent in the church meetings now. I believe that this is one area of revival that God is bringing to the church is a revival of the gifts of the Spirit. To let Him take over the church meetings, to let Him take over the church and let Him do things as He wants to and us get out of His way and let Him start doing what He wants to do. And this is another area that we have to be careful about. We don't want to come into church every time the church door is open and expect the pastor to and uh, the church to operate in the gifts of the Spirit every time the doors are open. We need to be taught the Word of God. And the Word of God will help you to grow. And it will keep you uh, rooted and grounded in uh, the things of God so that you won't get off and get flaky either. 
Let's look at uh, Mark chapter 16 and verses 15 through 18, and we'll read out the New King James Version. Verse 15, And he said to them, Go unto all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but the, he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing and will by no means hurt them, they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Now he's talking here, he's saying that uh, Jesus said this, he said they'll speak with new tongues. And a lot of people are going, I don't know, I don't like that tongues business, I don't like that stuff. And I'll tell you what happened to me one day, I was uh, riding uh, up the Blue Ridge Parkway and... Uh, Allegheny County, North Carolina, and I turned on the radio, and this preacher got on there, and he goes, that speaking in tongues is of the devil. Boy, when he hit me in my spirit, I'm going, oh my goodness, I had to turn it off immediately because it was like somebody stuck a knife in me. And I'm going, you have to be careful about the things of God, because if you look at uh, Acts chapter 1 and Acts chapter 2, then you're going to understand that speaking in tongues came from God. It came from the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost when um, the Holy Ghost fell upon uh, the people in the upper room. Each and every one of them was filled with the Holy Ghost and they were filled with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues and speaking in tongues was the evidence. They spoke in another language. It was not the devil, it was God that gave that gift to mankind, the gift of speaking in tongues and then when you get filled with the holy ghost and he gives you that gift it's also a a prayer language that you can use to speak to the father in another tongue and you can communicate with god and the holy ghost can speak through you and i'll say it like this now when you pray in other tongues when you and this is different than the gift of the spirit now, the gifts of the Spirit are different because it's a supernatural moving of God in a church meeting for you to give out a tongue and interpretation or wherever you're at, or you may need to give it to someone. But it is different than the, the uh, gift of speaking in tongues as your prayer language. It's different. And people get these confused, but there's a different anointing there. there you can speak in tongues all day long to the Father and pray in tongues by your Spirit. Your Spirit is praying. And you know that when you pray in tongues that you're praying out the will of God. Now this is very important. We have to understand when we pray in tongues that we're praying out the will of God. Let's look at Romans chapter 8 verse 26. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses for we do not know what we should pray for as well. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the heart knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Our prayer life that includes praying in tongues is an experience that we can enjoy and rely on our entire life. And when we do, the Holy Ghost is speaking through us. He's praying through us to pray out the prayer the plan of god amen this is the thing 
that we have to understand that tongues is a sign. Now, if we go back to Mark chapter 16 and verse 17, and these signs will follow those who believe in my name and will cast out devils and they will speak with new tongues. Tongues is the initial evidence of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. In the New Testament, speaking in tongues is the evidence you're filled with the Holy Ghost. And we need to look into the book of Acts and understand that the, the apostles, they went around and they got more than one person filled with the Holy Ghost. If you look all through the book of Acts, you'll find out that they ask all these different people, have you been filled with the Holy Spirit? And some of them say, we don't even know if there is a Holy Spirit. And they laid hands on them and they were filled with the Holy Ghost and spoke in other tongues as the Spirit gave their utterance because they were born again. But after they were born again, they were filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. If we look at that, we can understand that every born-again believer can be filled with the Holy Ghost and speak in tongues, which is the evidence that you're filled. Now, the gift of tongues and praying in tongues is so different. We receive a prayer language that's different than being moved upon by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit to give out a tongue in a church service or gathering. When moved upon to give a tongue, if an interpreter is present, let them interpret. If not, pray that you can interpret, that you can give out the tongue and interpret of what you have said, which will be equal to prophecy. Verse 22 said, and 1 Corinthians 14 says, Tongues is a sign for non-believers. Hearing someone speak in tongues also helps others who haven't spoken tongues to realize that they can as well, and it is from God. Well, I don't know about that speaking in tongues. And you know, uh, I remember in my home church in uh, Ennis, North Carolina, New Covenant Church, where I uh, became a church member of my first church I ever went to. And uh, I got born again on Main Street, Sparta, North Carolina. I went to church that night at New Covenant Church. And then later on, I got filled with the Holy Ghost. But, you know, I've seen some other people that were filled with the Spirit. And I could tell that there was a greater anointing upon them, that they were... Uh, I, felt like that they had some things that I didn't have from God and I'm going I'm not going to be left out in any area and God doesn't want you to be left out either he wants every person to be filled with the Holy Ghost so that they can operate in the gifts of the Spirit as he wills and he said to covet those gifts we have to covet the gifts of the Spirit no matter what it is covet those ask God say I earnestly desire that I can operate in that gift and then the Holy Ghost will move upon you to use you as he wills. Amen. Now, uh, tongues and interpretation, these two gifts work together in harmony as the Holy Spirit moves upon those who operate in these gifts as the Holy Spirit wills. Now, uh, if you give out a tongue, you know there's an interpreter present, then you give it out, then it may take just a second for that interpreter to understand what's being said, and then the Holy Ghost will give them a couple of words, and when they step out of faith, then they will give it out. It's a supernatural thing from God. It is a supernatural 
interpretation. And it's a supernatural giving forth. Amen. These are all supernatural acts of the Holy Ghost. And these are manifestations of the Holy Ghost through man. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 10 through 11. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, different kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all these things together, distributing to each one individually as he wills. Now you are the, let's go to verse 27 now. Now you are the body of Christ and members individually. And God has appointed these in the church, first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, after that miracles and gifts of healings, helps and ministrations. Varieties of tongues. Are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, are all workers of miracles? Do all have the gifts of healings? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret it? But earnestly desire the best gifts, and yet I show you a more excellent way, which is love. He said we're supposed to covet these gifts and earnestly desire those. We're supposed to operate in all the gifts of the Spirit. The church, the church doors open. We should be operating in the gifts of the Spirit because God wants to gift and anoint people to operate in these gifts. Now you think about it. If we came into a church service and there was a church and uh, then and uh, there could be revival meetings, whatever it is, that, and, uh, believers meetings that people have. And I believe we need to have more revival meetings. We need to start having revival meetings and having believers meetings so that we can come together and operate in these gifts so that the church can be enhanced. Now, what would happen if, uh, if there were nine people in the church and one was gifted in the word of wisdom? Another, the word of knowledge. Another, the gift of special faith. Another, the gifts of healing. Another, the working of miracles. Another, the working or prophecy, giving out a prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, different kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. What would happen if all these gifts were working together as the Holy Ghost wills and we see the manifestations of God in our church services? They would be so powerful, so mighty, so wonderful that we would go to church and we'd say, we're not going home. We want to stay here. We want to not leave ever because the manifest presence of God would be in operation in our churches to such a degree that we're going, I'm, when I leave here today, I'm going to be changed. And when I walk out these doors, I'm going to be able to help other people to be changed as well. This is what it's all about, people. The manifestations of the Holy Ghost. We need to have greater manifestations of the Spirit of God each and every time we come into our church services. We need to have greater manifestations of the Spirit of God each and every time we wake up every morning. We need to have greater manifestations of the Spirit of God as we go forth in our everyday lives. We need to have greater manifestations of the Holy Ghost at all times. I believe in these last days that the Holy Ghost is rising up in us to do a greater work. 
And I believe that as we come together and we see all these gifts working together, that we'll see the working of miracles, gifts of healings. We will see the works of Jesus manifested in these last days. And that we shall see the greater works take place as we start to operate in these gifts. Now, when Jesus was filled with the Holy Ghost at the River Jordan, and he descended upon him as a dove, then his ministry took off and he started operating in all the gifts of the Spirit. We can't, as an individual, operate in all these gifts, but if we will all come together and operate in those as the Holy Ghost wills and earnestly desire those gifts and to see them operate in manifestation in our church, services, and everywhere that we're at, then we will see the greater works because it will be the everybody in the body of Christ. Just think of everybody in the body of Christ operated in a, in a gift of the Spirit. And don't forbid people to speak in tongues in our churches. Earnestly desire that. Earnestly desire the, the uh, gift of speaking in tongues or in tongues and interpretation of tongues. This is a supernatural sign by the Holy Ghost to unbelievers, and it's also for edification, exhortation, and comfort for the church. I believe, as we have uh, talked on these gifts, that you'll get a greater understanding of what they are and who the Holy Ghost is. And understand this, that as you operate in these gifts, that they are manifestations of the Holy Ghost. They're manifestations of the Holy Spirit. And we must be moved upon by him to operate in these gifts and do everything decently and in order and for edification of the church. God bless you. I believe that as we have taught on these today, that it will be a great blessing to you. We love you and we thank you for joining us today. If you would like to support our ministry, you can become a partner by clicking the support link in the description. You can also give by going to our website, wacba.org, and clicking on the giving tab. Thank you so much for supporting us to help us send the gospel around the world through our podcast. We pray God's blessings be upon you abundantly, and we thank you so much in Jesus' name.